The Promo News Podcast, talking music videos in association with WPA, Worldwide Production Agency. Welcome to the latest episode of the Promo News Podcast, where my colleague Rob Ulitsky and I talk to people involved in the process of creating music videos. And today, in a slight change from the format of the previous episodes in this series, we're very pleased to welcome two people who have different yet connected roles who are going to talk to us about their collaboration on one specific music video. They are director of photography, Adam Sincodia, and Vlad Barin, a colorist at Cheat, the Colour and VFX studio based in East London, where many music videos are graded. Hi, Adam. Hello, how's it going? Thank you for having me. Very Thank welcome. Uh, glad to have you on the show. Uh, <laughs> hi, Vlad. Hi, Vlad, talking from your home in, uh, well, you're based in London, but you're back back in Romania on holiday. You're, you're from Romania, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Now, the video we're going to talk about is for the academic, the Irish indie pop band and their song Kids Don't End Up Like Me, which is directed by a team making their third video for the band, but under a new name. They are Hope Kemp and Ronan Corrigan, who are now known as Tearjerker. But Rob, I yeah. think we wanted, we wanted to find out a bit more about how Adam and Vlad became their respective roles uh, before they think, started working together. Yeah, so I think, um, Adam, if we go, uh, go with you first, so a bit of background. Sure. Um, how, did you, how did you get into cinematography? Um, so kind of... I've always loved sort of art photography and was always interested in films. And the first opportunity I had to study it was at college. Um, and I don't know, sometimes like it just depends on like the teachers really. And if you have a really good teacher in some subject then that can kind of put you into on a good track in life. And I had a great couple of uh, film studies lecturers. So I kind of stuck to that, ended up studying at university as well. Started making my own films. Um, and then once I graduated, uh, I worked at a production company, kind of shooting and editing for a couple of years, and then weirdly got made redundant age 22. And that kind of like pushed me into being freelance very early on, um, which was quite scary at the time, just like trying to support yeah. myself in, in London. But I kind of yeah managed to eke out a living for a few years, um, started a little production company with a friend as well. Um, and throughout that time... I was always trying to put as much, like anything I earned into kind of music videos, short films, and just trying to like keep that side of things going. Um, and then, yeah, I just started to work on slightly bigger things. I always shot and I never really assisted. Um, and then I ended up going to the NFTS uh, for a couple of years and I graduated uh, just over a year ago. Okay, um, so was, was that studying yeah. directing or cinematography? Uh, cinemat- yeah, cinematography. Um, right. So they had an amazing kind of department there and, it just kind of really focused you on to just shooting and learning about the craft like every every day for two years and a very intense course. But yeah, I think it was worth it for me. Um, and also that was, the idea behind that was trying to kind of position me a bit more towards like the narrative side of things as well. Yeah, um, which which definitely informs like how I shoot commercials and music videos too. So yeah, and it's been just over a year since since finishing there. Um, and obviously everyone was, COVID was a bit of a, mm-hmm. a tricky one, but throughout that time, I was still like working on uh, personal projects and stuff and ended up going out to Kiev with a friend uh, to do like a self-funded music video, which kind of was, I don't know, it was a great little passion project and ended, ended up getting seen by quite a lot of people, which is, is worth it. It's always worth doing these like personal things yeah. uh, to keep you, I, to keep I, the soul. 
Vlad, how did you start? How did you become a colorist? Uh, all right. So uh, I, I came to London in 2009 and I studied a BSc in digital imaging. And then I uh, worked uh, in photography doing like retouching and a few other roles. But I wasn't too uh, convinced of what what my path, what, you know, what my path I want to do. Uh, and then one day a friend kind of introduced me to color grading and he kind of showed me what it is uh, very briefly. Uh, and then I kind of got an interest that sparked an interest uh, in like manipulating. You know, I always wanted to manipulate images. I just didn't know where, you know, in which particular part uh, and uh, the same with Adam I went to NFTS a bit earlier than him I finished about right. four years ago and yeah that's that's where I you know I, I practiced a lot you know I had to uh, I was luckily one of the few colorists in my year uh, so I did you know hundreds of, of shorts in those two years and then right. made made a lot of uh, great contacts and friends uh, yeah that all went into industry and then yeah she gave me the opportunity to to be there as an assist and then i you know because of the contacts i had i slowly or quickly grew you know and start, start having requests for me and and so on uh and yeah then then i stopped assisting and start doing color and yeah here we are here we are Okay, uh, that's informative. So, how old were you when you went to each of you went to NFTS? Were you had you done a degree before then, or yeah, you... I did. I, I I finished my undergrad and then I I worked for two or three years and then I started NFTS. So I was about uh, twenty six, I think twenty seven when I went to NFTS. Yeah, right, mm -hmm. right. Yeah. And for me, um, so I did my undergrad, finished in 2010 and then worked for a few years and then went to NFTS uh, in 2018, I think, 2018 to 2020. Right, right. Yeah, and I was, 20, I was 28 at the time. And yeah, now I'm 32. So wh when did you fast, when did you work together for the first time? It was this, actually. Yeah, I mean, oh, well, okay. actually, yeah we've been, I've been trying to get Vlad on stuff for at least a couple of years, but like like with the earlier project with the academic like it ended up with a, another gp because it was in ireland so just yeah a few like, things just have to kind of work together and uh yeah. finally finally managed to, to get him down for this project um but i, I knew of his work for a while and we, we'd been in touch about other things so. yeah we've been chatting and i did actually the previous academic video last year the one on yeah. the beach um, yeah it's 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 lovely looking video so what, how did this, as far as you're concerned, how did this, how did you, how were you introduced to this project? Um, so yeah, I'm just now and again in touch with Ronan and Hope um, about like various things. And then when this came around, they want, they were like, yeah, we, we can't really fly like the whole crew over to, um, to Northern Ireland, but like, if you're available, we'd like you to kind of come up, come over. Um, but yeah, I, w I went for like four days. Uh, we actually shot two music videos in three days. Um, the first day wow. was just kind of acclimatizing and um, wrecking. <laughs> for the same band? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So the first two days were for kids and then third day was for an another video for them. Uh, yeah. nice. So, where, right. so when, when exactly did you shoot? Why don't you explain what happens in the video? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the great thing about Ronan and Hope is like their, their treatments are packed with like info 
Um, so if you kind of put them side by side with the video, you can really see like exactly wh why things ended up like they did. Um, they like they're quite influenced by like kind of American vibes. Um, we did a, a video for the Snuts called Maybe California a few years ago, um, and a lot of people thought that we actually shot that in the states because it's got that kind of whole Americana vibe. Um, I think like yeah, the exciting thing for me is like just tapping into certain directors' like styles and trying to like ele elevate them and trying to add to them in in any way that I can. Um, so actually, those two videos in particular have like quite a lot in common. Um, mm. So yeah, so they they kind of get, got in touch, and then we had like various calls, and they would send like recce pictures because I couldn't go over there like beforehand, basically. Um, and then I'd kind of work out how I was going to shoot it, like what kind of kit I'd, I'd have to kind of glean from there, like little iPhone pictures, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I just hope it all came together. So. And I get. I guess to answer your question, if we came in it together, I guess we mm. did, but we didn't know about it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah well, like, yeah, sometimes you... the directors will ask like me, like who who do you want to, who, uh, to like grade it? Uh, and I think the great thing was they already had a bit of a relationship with Vlad from the from the earlier video. Yeah. Um, so for the for this, it was like a bit of a no brainer because yeah, I I agreed with them that Vlad was the best choice for this. Why why was Vlad the best choice for this? He's probably maybe he could exp you could explain yourself, Vlad. Why are you why were you the best choice for this? <laughs> I, I'm curious as well. Sorry, Adam. Sorry, Adam. No, no, not at all, not at all. It's it's an interesting one because I think like um, some like quite a lot of colorists nowadays have like a look. Um, and I mean, they're, they're all obviously like all very, very like adaptable and malleable to, to the specific project. But I think like Vlad comes in, uh, with a certain like eye and like a certain taste, um, for like particular colors or like levels of exposure and that kind of stuff. So it just felt like it fitted the treatment to be honest. So that was quite, that was a nice thing because I did as much as I could in camera and like using my looks or whatever to try and get the the image to a place that I thought represented the treatment in the best light. And then I knew that Vlad could just kind of, kind of like elevate that and take that to a, a slightly like higher level, uh, ultimately, when it came to the grade. Okay, for, for those who've not seen the video, how would you, well, Rob, how, how would you explain the video? The, the track and the video, it's all about being kind of stuck in, I guess, suburbia, being stuck in your kind of hometown, uh, quite literally. Um, you see kind of the lead singer, I think it's Craig, isn't it? The lead singer, singer's yeah. name. Yeah. Uh, he's stuck in kind of all manner of these suburban like washing machines. He's stuck in vending machines, uh, freezers. And it's got a very, very elevated in both kind of colour and how it's shot. But it's just very, it's just beautiful to look at, actually. I, I think a testament to, to both of you guys. Um, but yeah, all about being stuck um, in your hometown when you've got dreams of something bigger. But that Americana mm. look, and it was, I, I mean... It's maybe it's an obvious sort of thing to say, but Spielbergian, mm. a kind mm. of like it's very cinematic and it's very kind of romantic in that sort of Spielberg way, which has obviously also been done, been referenced in things like Stranger Things. Yeah. So were you, yeah. was that part of the that you know was that in the treatment? Was that was that what Hope and Ronan discussed? Yeah, absolutely. Um, they they love that kind of world. I think, and like kind of trying to build a world in, in that music video. And um, the, the funny thing was like, 
one of the main references for them was actually Twin Peaks. <laughs> so yeah. I think it's, right, right. it's more like a, the kind of like vibe, like everything being a bit surreal, like a little bit dark yeah. and otherworldly. Um, but then they've got like other things like Suburbia, the link later film, like that kind of small town vibe, um, all the way down to stuff like Dawson's Creek, like the styling. So <laughs> yeah. I think they, they are in love with like a certain era and like obviously that kind of whole American style as well, which I mean, again like the, the most important thing for me actually is like locations um and yeah. i think they did such a good job of finding like three locations four locations that did such a great like communicated that kind of look like inherently so it was only a, it was a case of just kind of like adding little bits subtle bits to kind of raise that and then bring it around to, to the treatment the original treatment idea so most of the work was done in the locations i think yeah. Oh, and, and which which oh. which was where where are the locations um so there a lot of them are near kind of london dairy um so yeah we had a kind of old um uh what do we have uh like an arcade we had a, a kind of little laundrette um yeah. and yeah. then what's the other one <laughs> i'm trying to think okay uh, vendor machine yeah, yeah. Uh, and some little like underpass as well, which was literally like yeah. a, a quick fifteen minute scene at the end of day two, just before we had to wrap. So, oh wow, yeah. was the vending machine just the vending machine was just outside the? No, no, the, the vending machine was in the arcade. Yeah, yeah. outside yeah, the arcade. Yeah. No, oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was yeah, the underpass we're... thing that we grabbed. Yeah, was telling telling me at least I didn't knew that how how easy it was to like find and get these locations there compared to like how much money you have to pay to get them in yeah. London, for example. I can yeah. imagine it, yeah. it just would have been prohibitively expensive. Yeah. The, their yeah. money went a long way on this. I mean, the, the budget for this was relatively yeah conservative, but yeah, yeah. I was thinking when looking at it. I mean, was was anything built? Do you know, like the vending machine or stuff, or, or was it um, they, kind of a fact of opening it up and? <laughs> Well, they actually bought like specific pieces. So like they bought okay. the vending machine, like underground or something. They bought the little kind of freezer. Wow. Um, and oh, right. the claw, the, claw, the uh, claw machine was already there, but we had access to it. So yeah. And I think that. they said they said about the washing machine that they they were they ripped out all of them the next day. So it was basically they were, they were going anyway. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so that, that location will never be shot in the same way again. Yeah, a little bit of history <laughs> yeah and replaced by something horrible and, and very yeah. modern non yeah, and, and, and i guess yeah. what what we're talking well what you mentioned earlier like i i feel like you know there's always a chat about like the, the relationship between between the colorist and the dp but uh, mm. often uh lately i think a lot and uh you know how, how much how much of you know the look is is from the design you know like it can be yeah. shot obviously the lighting has a very very big you know input to it but if if the colors of the design and the you know style of the design is not there i can't make it look you know vintage or american or you know mm. it's not yeah. thought of and you know made correctly and i, I feel like often in in these discussions it, that's not maybe mentioned that much or like i do want to ask you um so we did you have any conversations with tearjerker before they shot i mean were they in music videos i think it's pretty rare to have any conversation before the project gets like to production you know usually after it's shot pretty yeah. rare that 
you know, they get in contact before it's shot and usually it's just to schedule it, but we don't really yeah, have a conversation. I think it's a matter of budget as well, maybe on like really big jobs, the colorist is more involved. Maybe in yeah. America on the, you know, the, yeah, where, where there's mm. millions in the music video. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I think ideally, I'd love to get in touch with the colorists like earlier and kind of create the look together. Um, yeah, like not normally, wise, I guess, yeah. Yeah, you would want to do tests on, on the locations yeah. and then you'll build the lot to show it on set the right way. But yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I haven't, and I haven't heard, I have never heard anyone doing that, to be honest, on a music video. Yeah, there's just no time. So you try and get it as close. I mean, I think I have like a, a base look that I like and I tweak it depending on the project. So I'll try and get it as close as possible. And then hopefully the colorist will just, yeah, have a much better kind of starting base to, to work off rather than creating a look. Because I think the look should have been created like, on the day or beforehand rather than just you know, magicking something up in the grave. You're listening to the Premier News Podcast, talking music videos in association with WPA, Worldwide Production Agency. Like and subscribe to hear more in the series. Explain how you, how you got into that from that point of what you'd shot to what you graded i mean did you um talk to each other before the grade or during the grade what was the what was the process um, we had some uh, references for vlad um mostly from hope and ronan um and then I, actually like you, you actually started the grades um before i joined because i was on another job so i kind of i got there a bit late so <laughs> some of the work had already been done but I really liked what I saw, so they kind of continued down that route, and then from then on, it was just like amendments. But it'd be interesting to, like, for Vlad to kind of say what happened at the beginning of the grade because I wasn't present. If not, so I don't. What... <laughs> yeah. I guess yeah. Often I, I like uh, you know, especially in this uh, remote remote days that we, we mm. we're living. Uh, I like to start with like a few kind of different looks. You know the references always help, but you know very often they're not. You know the scenarios and the time of day or lighting is not exactly the same, so it's quite hard to kind of replicate the reference. You know, and sometimes people you know want you to replicate it a hundred percent. Sometimes you're like halfway there, and they're like, "Oh, that's nice." You know, I like I like mm. like this. You know, don't go more. Um, so I think that's how I started. I just gave them a few options with different contrasts, you know, different levels of black, kind of trying to evoke a bit of nostalgia, but also not make it look vintage and desaturated, you know, make it look modern in a way, but kind of stuck, stuck in the past, like nothing has changed, you know, and kind of had uh, played a bit with the blacks to lift them and make like the milky blacks that kind of give this kind of a surreal feel to the image, let's say. And um, and then I guess there the you know the white balance was was quite easy to to, to get right because you know the, there was a lot of colored lighting going on, mm. so you can't really you know make it too opposite. You can't really push it very blue or very warm because you're kind of stuck with you know what you have and then with i just colored we... lighting sorry to interrupt but the color light with this presumably <clears throat> with your lighting of we should say people haven't seen the video mm. is entirely shot at night isn't it 
or maybe the, is it, was mm. it, was well, it entirely shot at night over two nights presumably well <laughs> so the kind of exterior scene we had to wait until sundown but um pretty much yeah i mean half the video is shot during the day so like when you see like the laundrette we yeah we, like, okay. it all out from out from inside and then yeah kind of lit, lit accordingly but yeah that's yeah, you just added a bit more kind of faff to the whole thing just because you have to kind of contend with like the sun. Mm-hmm. So it was just like it was getting ready and then just waiting for the kind of perfect time to shoot sometimes. Yeah. So, but your light, your lighting was, as you say, Vlad saying there was mm. a lot of color in the, in the mm. lighting. So he was yeah. working to that and bringing that out. Yeah. More. So, I mean, we kind of designed the sort of color scheme a little bit and then we, so, for instance, like in the claw machine or like in the in the washer dryer, like we would put our own lights and then like choose a specific color that works um, for that particular scene and then the video as a whole. So, so Vlad kind of, yeah, eked out a little bit more uh, saturation and kind of the tone, like slightly changed a little bit in the, in the grade, but like that general look was kind of there in the lighting. Yeah, I, I remember Adam coming in and, and saying that it's too saturated, and because we, we we are going on this path, and then Adam mm. comes and he's like, "Yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> here it's, it's a bit much," and you know he he was right, obviously. Mm. Uh, but we kind of took different elements and brought them down. Where you know sometimes mm. the lighting because it's different kind of wavelengths of 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 the, of the colors, they can you know when when I push saturation like some colors can get more saturated than others so it can just look more saturated depending on how bright or dark are so you kind of need to like pinch a little bit a little bit this and that and like bring it all to the to to a good level yeah i think that's one really important thing is that you made it feel like very cohesive across the whole piece um so say between like a couple of locations just like slightly changing like kind of i don't know say like the washer washer um light just to kind of match a bit better with like the, the vending machine, vending machine light outside. Um, because on the day, like it was, it wasn't completely matched. So it's just little touches like that kind of just make the whole thing yeah. feel a bit more, a bit more rounded and like homogenous, well, I guess which the, is nice. The tunnel, the tunnel is a good example of that. I know we did mm. a bit more work there and kind of there we had, because the light was like a bit more whitish, no? Yeah, that's the one scene that like, I couldn't light at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we just had to <laughs> rush out but and shoot was, it yeah. quickly. Mm. So I kind of just brought that yellow in and tried to make it feel the same as, as the rest. And um, yeah. yeah, I mean, we both, we both, I mean, I really like that shot now and I think you do as well, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at the time I was kind of freaking out because we lo- we'd lost all our extras and it was like, are you going to use this? Yeah. And, and they, and they did. And like Vlad made it very like workable as a piece. So I, I'm, yeah, I think that really, really helped. Was that like the biggest challenge in 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 all of all the scenes, Vlad? The tunnel scene. The tunnel, what? and then like, towards the end, we did a we did a bit of work just like on the inside where he was, especially in the in the in the washing machine. You no, know? like yeah. his skin was a bit off because the light in there was blue. So we tried to like bring it back a little bit and not not make him look. You know, in the freezer, we had to make him look dead, and I definitely did yeah. that a bit more. But then, yeah, I remember in the washing machine towards the end, I had we kind of went through it again and kind of mm. just slightly warmed warmed up for the, for the skin tone to be, you know, a, a bit more rich and 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 
pleasant. <laughs> so presumably you're very um, happy with how it um, at the results of this. And would you, I mean, you were saying earlier about a, a modern look. How would you describe a modern look? To be honest, I think it has a lot to do with like the the light sources used these days. Because I feel in the in the you know maybe since I started working five six years, I guess there's been a quite a change in in the light source and there's all these LEDs that you can control so quickly and change the mm. colors and make them so many hues that you want. You know there's so yeah you know but where before I guess it was a lot more about gels and there were you know you had to combine gels and you know there was less variation maybe. Uh, and I see it a lot in in films as well. You see a lot of the reds because they're given by the LED panels. They always, I don't know, it's a lot more powerful in a way. And, and it's kind of almost clipped sometimes. And I guess, I mean, for me, that's what, <laughs> that's what gives it away is being modern and not, <laughs> uh, you know, because even, even if you shoot on film, if you use, you know, modern light sources, you know, you can tell that, it's not shot 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's what I would say. It's modern for me. But then the video, yeah, it had to feel also, I think, nostalgic and a, a bit yeah. older, like, you know, a childhood dream or something like that. That's how I, I saw it. <laughs> I mean, were there any other challenges that were kind of unexpected, either within the cinematography or the or the colour grading? Yeah, I mean, there was, there was one scene that we kind of planned to shoot in a location which we kind of just bailed on uh, like an hour or so before we were meant to shoot because it kind of would have taken away from uh, the shop scene. And we just had, we, right. we kind of decided that we wanted to spend a bit more time in the shop trying to make that look as, as good as possible uh, to yeah. fit in with the rest of the video. So, there, yeah, there's an exterior scene on like a little kind of uh, Gaelic football pitch which we just had to, to cut. Um, which is why we ended up doing the quick scene in the tunnel. Right. Um, so I think a lot with music videos, like it's a lot of adapting and, and being very, yeah. very, very quick. So it's, it's great kind of training to just turning up and being able to shoot and just being, being ready and just getting what you need from a very short amount of time. Um, and I think that kind of follows through into the grade as well. I mean, we really only had how many hours had like half a day or something. The kind of wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. Half this. a day. Yeah. I, I think so. we 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 ran over a little bit, but uh, <laughs> not surprisingly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but I mean, it's it's great to have a colorist like Vlad because you kind of get the look going very quickly. Once we've all agreed on it, then he makes all the fine adjustments. So I, I quite like working in with that method where you can just kind of blitz it and then get like a general look and then and then fiddle with specific shots rather than focusing in on one thing for like an hour and then forgetting about the rest of the video. Is, yeah, yeah. So I think it, it, I mean that, that's how I normally work. I work quite, quite, yeah. quite fast, and I, I think four hours is enough. But uh, in this, in this particular one, it just took a bit longer because there was a few longer shots where you kind of need to do some keyframing and like change, put some shapes around and track them. And you know, there was probably three or four shots like that. The first one, and then the one in the in the shop, you no know, where where. Kind of whips to the right and then comes back and yep, yep. yeah, all of, all of those kind of needed a bit more work and make making sure you know everything stays stays consistent and and then you know yeah. all, all all this remote working where you have to send the link and then you yeah. know you wait yeah it kind of takes a bit of time, ha- half an hour every time if you do three links that's already like half the time and 
yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, One thing I, I realised that we did miss out, for, primarily maybe for Adam, is um, what your your main kit was. I'm sure there's a few people that would want to know kind of what camera you shot on and what kind of lighting you had at your disposal. Sure. For sure. Um, yeah, so for the camera we had the Alexa Mini and we had a set of Zai Super Speeds. Um, nice. And I, I don't generally kind of operate like gimbals and stuff, but there was, we couldn't find anyone. So I ended up having to um, yeah, kind of operate the, the, the Ronin 2 on that one with some weird like kind of like arm <laughs> like thing to kind of take some of the weight off my off my body. But it was still knackering. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was nice to have the control because I think especially when you're working with new new crew, like sometimes you don't they don't kind of uh, I don't know like take on board like the amount of headroom you like and like the kind of framing and stuff. So at least like I could just control wherever I wanted the camera. Um, yeah, and then and then in terms of lighting. Um, I generally like to kind of be, use practicals as much as possible. So um, we would either kind of replace lights with our own little lights um, or just kind of go with natural. So in the, say in like the claw machine, we kind of, instead of using the little top light inside there, we kind of turn that off and put like a little tube in there. Um, right. And then for the laundrette, they had a couple of like nice fluorescents uh, just above the kind of washer dryers. And we literally just put our own kind of tubes inside the light fixtures, just so we can control, control the color and, and and match the sort of palette that we decided upon. Because um, I don't really like having lights and stuff in in shot, um, like sorry, in in the just in the set um, and stands and stuff because it kind of clutters it. And especially with music videos, I mean, it's the same with narrative as well. Um, I just find it's like a much better atmosphere that, that works. And there would for, have been a, a lot of reflections as well. With the, yeah, with the yeah. Kind it, of... it gives you much more freedom, but it's also nice to kind of get people into like the whole vibe, uh, especially mm-hmm. with actors. Like, there's nothing weirder than just seeing like a big light shining in someone's face yeah. when you're trying to perform. So don't walk yeah, into it. Yeah, yeah, very simple stuff. Um, yeah, great. Yeah. Um, thanks great. very much, guys, for this. Go it's uh, been a, a the first of uh, our specific looks at music videos <laughs> for the ac- yeah. academics. Kids don't end up like me. But yeah. you know, you, you should definitely end up like these guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you, guys. This has been the Promo News podcast, talking music videos with David Knight and Rob Litsky of Promo News in association with WPA, Worldwide Production Agency. Our thanks again to Adam and Vlad, and also to Ali Albion at Cheat for her help in making the podcast happen. And our apologies if your enjoyment was affected by some issues we experienced with Vlad's audio connection during the interview. You can find links to the video for the academics kids don't end up like me, and to more work by Adam and Vlad in the description of this podcast, and also at promonews.tv, the home for the latest in music video creativity and production news. And follow the Promo News podcast to hear more of our conversations with leading creatives in the music video industry. Bye for now.